Hi, I'm Susan. And this is Diane. And this is When Autumn Comes. Look, life sometimes just looks different than we thought it would. This is a podcast for mamas and for people who love them, whose lives were flipped upside down as a doctor looked into our eyes and explained our child's prognosis. Or for the mamas who get very little sleep as they face symptoms and behaviors that just aren't typical for other children. This is a place where we can take on this journey together because we know that this can be a sad, lonely, misunderstood path. But we also know that as colder temperatures and darker days begin to appear, so do the golden leaves and beautiful sunsets of autumn. We know that life comes in seasons. We know that in our world, 24 hours can hold so much change that it feels like four seasons in one day. We are here to let you share your story, let you laugh and let you cry, let you learn and let you grow, together with other mothers, when autumn comes. Welcome back, everybody, to When Autumn Comes. It has been a few been weeks. A we, should, we should probably dust off our mics, clear our throats a little bit. <clears throat> Hold on, let me, sip my, let me sip my iced vanilla coffee from <clears throat> Chick-fil-A. Well, I have to say, Susan... Yum, first of all. Yum. Um, <laughs> I have to say, Susan, yum. Susan, you look yum. good. <laughs> you, look, you look good, girl. I'm at um, the um, pink hair, don't care <clears throat> phase of grief. It looks really good on you. Thanks. I've missed this. I really have to say. I mean, I'm glad that you took some time. I really am. And take all the time you need. And that's kind of also why we're, we're just revisiting this we're coming back on dusting off our mics because we've really tossed around like what does grief look like there's no path there's nothing so we just really want to be open with you guys um I know yesterday we had kind of had a conversation about the podcast where we wanted this to go so you know like when your kid dies you question a lot of things like can I work again (laughs) Can my brain work again? Do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? Do I care if we get a thousand downloads an episode? Is it? I mean, it's not important. Like Mm -mm. the conversation, I really wish we had recorded the conversation that we had yesterday because it was just like, it was a good conversation. Um, I mean, I think there was a lot of like businessy crap that people really wouldn't have cared about, but you know, I love this project, Mm -hmm. but I also, prior to Lorelai passing, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't wrapped up in like, how many downloads are we getting? Are we touching enough people? Are we doing enough social media? Are we doing da-da-da-da? I should be doing YouTube on top of, like, we should, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't really matter. Like, the purpose of this is to help people. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of this is to share stories and bring awareness to the medical world and moms of disabled children need to get their stories out. Mm-hmm. And I think that my kid dying just kind of rerooted me into like, I don't really care about numbers. Like we need to do this for the reasons we started. Um, and if it grows, mm-hmm. it grows. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But you and I both said that this podcast has helped us personally so much we've met such amazing people and 
I know it's helped listeners because, I mean, just last night I got a message from a new listener saying mm-hmm. that it, it's made a difference for her as her daughter isn't doing well and that mm-hmm. she listens to our podcast when she drives to and from the hospital every day. It is. I have to stop you because it's really interesting. You know, I mean, I've said this numerous times, probably way too much, but I sit with clients all day. So I, I sit and listen to, you know, eight people in a day and a lot of them ask like, how's the podcast going? How is Susan? How? And it's really weird when you feel like people are looking at you as the creator of this and the, the one, you know, I think our mission was to touch people, right? But we didn't want to take any, I don't want to take the credit for that because I look at this as a whole community. Um, I look at this as, I hope that every single guest on this show knows that they have impacted me as much as I hear from other people that were impacting them. And so like, this is a woven community together that is just like holding a group of mothers and community for that matter. Like we are touching the community, I think, so they can gain better awareness. Um, So first and foremost, like you guys, thank you um, for being a part of this. Thank you for um, walking beside us, behind us, in front of us. And just, this is you too. So, um, and just thank you for the support that you've shown Susan and myself and, um, you know, her family specifically through this, through this whole process, um, recently. So that's first and foremost. But with that being said, we were talking yesterday about like, where do we want this podcast to go Mm -hmm. and how do I manage like Y'all, podcasting is, is a lot of work. Like, I really wish it was as simple as, like, Diane and I sitting here sipping coffee or hot water for Diane and, um, like, just recording and then hitting publish. But it's not. It's a lot of work, mm-hmm. um, specifically on my end because I'm the techie person. And it's just – it's a lot. So we had a conversation yesterday about where this podcast is going. And before you're, like – deep breathing into a brown bag. Like we're not stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to keep going, but we are changing a few things. We could change it again and get back to the schedule we were on. But for right now, I know I can't overcommit um, because my brain doesn't work. Um, my brain is a mix of ugh, trauma and grief and happiness and sadness and everything in between. Um, and I get a solid like two to three hours a day of brain working time. And so, yeah, so here's what we're going to do. Diane and I talked yesterday and we are going to, let's see, we're going to cut to once a week. So your Wednesday episodes are still going to be coming on Wednesdays. We are still going to do 4 a.m.s, but they're going to be a little different. The When Autumn Comes, traditional When Autumn Comes episodes will be every other Wednesday. And on the in-between Wednesdays, we will have 4 a.m. days. So instead of getting, I don't know, 52 episodes of When Autumn Comes a year and 52 episodes of 4 a.m., you're going to get half and half. (laughs) Yesterday's conversation went from like Diane asking me a question that we're going to get into here in a couple minutes to... Where do you see the community? Where do you see the, you know, like, 
Um, and we're still trying to navigate all of that, to be quite honest with everybody. Mm-hmm. We recommend that you all join the Facebook group, the When Autumn Comes Society, because that is where conversations will be happening. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm being quite frank right now, I don't have the mental bandwidth to love on moms the way I want to love on moms. And I don't think anybody's faulting me for that. And I think everybody is supporting me for that. But I also mm-hmm. know that the way this community started to grow, you and I loved on mamas and mm-hmm. I just need a little more time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying don't reach out. <laughs> I'm just saying don't expect an answer right away. So we are going to have this episode today. And it's just going to be a little bit more of a conversation between you and I. And then next week, we have a very special guest, Anne, who is the bereavement coordinator. And um, we talk about grief and where I'm at in this journey. And what grief looks like for some people. It's kind of a heavy conversation, but it will be unedited because it's a really good one, you guys. Yeah. Really good one. If you have any questions about maybe what it looks like for some people, how where's your place in it, how you can help, how you can step back. Um, things that may sound hurtful or may not be hurtful. It's a really good one. So I encourage you in all stages of grief, like not or I should say all levels of grief. Not just yeah, losing I don't know a child. What the but stages are. Yeah, no. yeah, we don't know. We don't know that. We're not therapists in full disclosure. <laughs> We're just crazy moms. One of us has pink hair. Uh, okay. So when I met you, Susan, well, we actually haven't met, but when I, when we started chatting, all of your blog posts at the time were signed with hope and da, 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 Suze. Often and I loved it was that. like, Dark bags under my eyes with yeah. hope and filet fries with hope yes. and yeah. Yes. And when I, try, we started, I try to be witty, but yeah, you're yeah. kind of funny. No, you're really funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we started this podcast. We talked about what we wanted out of this podcast, not we, you know, what we wanted it to do, the good that it does. We also end it, if you all have been listening, with the question of what gives you hope. And for some reason, I can answer that question by how I feel like, oh, this, this sunrise or like, or whatever it might be. But the last week, I have really been like, what is hope? Like, what does that actually mean? I mean, when because- your co-hostess loses her daughter... Yeah. Right. So hope can absolutely be a wish. What is hope? I mean, like, I feel like like a lot of people, I, I even had somebody ask me like, do you think there ever will be a cure? Do you still have hope that there'll be a cure? I mean, first of all, don't ask a mom that two weeks after her kid dies. Yeah. (laughs) Second of all, I know she meant well, but Mm -hmm. I mean, like, what is hope when so much has been taken? So we kind of dove into that a little bit yesterday because not it planned. It was just, no. a, you guys, it we talk so, and we don't record it. Sometimes. I know I wish so bad it was recorded because it was a really good conversation. But, you know, I think for some people, hope is a wish. Like, oh, I hope that I can do this tomorrow. I hope my kid feels better tomorrow. I, I hope, hope that, that a cure will come. Mm-hmm. It's a wish, right? It's a, it's a want. 
what what happens and how do you maintain hope or what does it exactly mean when you know the inevitable is going to happen and it's not what you're quote unquote hoping or wishing for so what does hope I mean i think i think um part of yesterday's conversation that was like the light bulb moment was when I made the comment, yeah, like hope is a wish and hope is like, I mean, I literally have hope written all over my house. Like I have plaques and frames and I have it, I have rejoice and hope tattooed on my wrist. So it kind of became like a thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I said to you, if you look up the definition of hope in like Webster Dictionary, and I'm pulling it up right now. The first definition is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. So, like you said, a wish, an aspiration, a desire, an expectation, an ambition, a goal, a plan. Um, I think that's the easiest. Mm -hmm. But what people don't think of often when they think of hope, the second definition of hope is trust. And... For me, that definition of hope is just as important. Like for me, I'm putting my trust and my hope in God and the bigger plan. And, you know, like none of this was ever going to work out the way I wanted it to the second we got a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Like, let's be real. None of this from the moment they said that your kid has a disease that will probably only give her two to five years of life. How do you hang on to hope other than it being a wish? Mm -hmm. But to have trust in God and the plan and the universe and the team of doctors and your team of guardian angels that are guiding you to make the right decisions and caring for your kid. and Despite the outcome, right, of any situation, you're trusting that it's unfolding as... It is supposed to, mm-hmm. maybe not supposed that, to, but. And that I'm making the best of that time Yeah, was always my hope. Yeah, My hope was that I am doing good and making the best of the time. And I'm trusting that I am making the best of that time. And I am wishing that I am making the best of that time. And that, I don't know. I mean, like, sure, I still hope that there will be a cure for Benji or a Mm -hmm. treatment for Benji or whatever. And for all the kids and for Sayla and for everyone, Mm -hmm. I still have that hope. And I still believe in science. And I still believe that the fundraising that my family has done for the lab that's studying this disease is making a difference. Mm -hmm. Just because... (laughs) I said to a friend, just because that ship has sailed for Lorelai doesn't mean that it won't be there for other kids and other families. Right. But I think like, just because I'm kind of visual, like when I, like you come to the juxtaposition of, if that's the right term, that was a very big word for me. I was just thinking, ooh, that's a good term. (laughs) Um, Like the line drawn in the sand of like, you have hope with the possession or the human being or the life that you want. And then that's taken. Like, how does that hope flip? And I, obviously, we are very Christian faith-based women. And I also was reading last night that having hope for the outcome that we can't see, like having hope that the promises that God has made for us 
in the Bible are going to be there despite the pain that we're currently feeling on earth. Like, right. So it kind of maybe puts a different spin on suffering. Um, specifically if you're a Christian and you have that hope that there is a God that that suffering can, can have meaning, can do good while you're in it. And that there's hope that there's something greater and the promises will show up. But like, that's very hard when that's not tangible, right? Like we don't actually know that. We just have hope that that's there. Um, I don't know. It was a really, I would love to go back to every single one of our episodes and hear what gives you hope, what gives you hope, what gives you hope and see how that transforms like through the people. And even in our first episodes, like what Mm -hmm. gives us hope? And now how would I answer that differently as opposed to? Well, and I loved the innocence of the conversation yesterday because I mean, you flat out as a friend said, like, what's giving you hope today? Like, Mm -hmm you lost your kid, like what's giving you hope today? And I think that that's a fair question. And I think that it's okay that it changes some days and that the overall theme is that, you know, God still gives me hope, but Mm -hmm. daily my hope levels, (laughs) my bucket of hope can go up and down. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's so fair. So valid. I feel like we need to do another 4 a.m. where we have listeners call in mm-hmm. about what gives them hope. Mm-hmm. I think that would be good. I think we, um, I, that, and it might take too much brain power to edit right now. Oh, yeah, that's, so, right, like, that's right. We'll, we'll wait a little longer. We, we talked do about that. doing it seasonally. So we'll do a fall, which when autumn comes, what gives you <sighs> hope? Ah, full circle here. Can I still say that I love the name of our podcast? Yeah, no, me too. It's funny. I just looked over and this is on my desk and it's from autumn. It's from fall. Me and Doodle. It's a picture of, yeah, you and Lorelai. It's so sweet. From last fall. Was that last fall? No, two falls ago. Two falls ago. Gosh, she still had purple glasses then. So that's how we can tell time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we just kind of wanted to touch base on the fact that we are still hopeful human beings, whether Mm -hmm. that means trusting or wishing Um, and that we hope that this podcast continues to make a difference because it has made a difference for Diane and I, and we want to thank you guys so much for just being part of this journey. I have fallen in love with my life and the fact that this is the journey that I was asked to walk with Ceylon so much greater because of this podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, we have now said it like a million times and we'll say it a million times over it, how like together at the same time without blending the two, you're walking this really sometimes painful, very scary path that contains a lot of suffering. But I've fallen in love with it that much greater because just the community and just the women and men, mm-hmm. everybody is just, I mean, I'm getting chills talking about it. I have no words for it really. And I hope you guys just can hear my love for um, all of you. And I, it is such an honor to sit next to you specifically. Well, not, I mean, we're right next door on the TV or on the computer screen, but just kind of being able to look out at everybody else that is simply walking this journey and provides that little glimpse of support and hope um, and solidarity. You know, I just think it's just been incredible. So, so 
One of the things we are going to do, um, this isn't a 4 a.m., but it isn't a when autumn comes, but like, do you think we should drop it like it's hot right now? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that we're going to do, since we love our 4 a.m. time, we understand that y'all need lightheartedness in the midst of the heavy dark when autumn comes. Because let's be real, like there, like you have to be in the right mindset to listen to our podcast. Like you Mm -hmm. have to like have the tissues nearby. A lot of people have given us, um, again, my brain is fried. I'm so sorry. Feedback. That's the word. (laughs) A lot of people have given us feedback that they like the 4am on Friday because it helps break things up. So because my brain is fried and I can't think of words like feedback, we are going to, like I said, do a when autumn comes, a 4 a.m. When autumn comes, 4 a.m. every other week. To give a little more meat and potatoes to the 4 a.m. Because right now, we can absolutely talk about hot dogs and mailboxes. But some days we just don't <laughs> want to. We decided that we are going to add to the 4 a.m. something called, if we're still working on the name, because I don't know if legally we can call it, drop it like it's hot. It'll be a good name, whatever it is. It just may take us a little time to come up with. It might be (laughs) drop it like it's hot, but we can't legally play the song or sing it. Let that ish go we talked about. Let that ish go. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I don't know. For right now, we're going to call it drop it like it's hot. Don't sing Mm -hmm. that phrase though. Snoop won't have any idea. Although I will tell you, Snoop's red wine is like my new favorite red wine. (laughs) I had no idea. This episode is brought to you by Snoop and his red Cali (laughs) wine. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Don't sing it. We can't afford that. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to call it Drop It Like It's Hot. And this is going to be added to 4 a.m. episodes. But since this one's kind of just an bag of tricks episode and all over the place. We're going to explain what drop it like it's hot is. I'm going to just keep saying drop it like it's hot 15 times. <laughs> um, we're going to we're gonna drop it like it's hot. This is a place where Diane and I in our 4 a.m. episodes will share a win or something that we need to drop. Like, do you like need to drop go some of. good news? Do you need to let go of something? Like what mm-hmm. happened in your week in this past week or two weeks because it'll be every other week? Like, Diane, what do you need to drop it like it's hot right now? Um, gosh, I take one. I do have two, but they're kind of short. You can have two. You can have okay. two. Okay. So I will start with our win. Um, we started a really intense PT program at a gate clinic last fall. And speaking of hope, this is how the whole conversation started. Man, this is going to maybe a little bit longer than I wanted, but this is where it came from. I was like, is it bad when I think of hope? Like, I hope Sayla walks one day. I hope Sayla talks one day. Am I a pessimist if I don't sit there and mull that over and think that I hope that for her? Because part of me sits back and thinks, if that is not God's plan for her, I will do everything in my power to give her the opportunities. But I don't want to hope something for her that's not part of her and God's plan together. So anyway, she was at a gate clinic and my child is immobile. She can army crawl. Um, she gets, she has really poor motor planning. So for her to be able to take steps and hold on to something at the same time in a gait trainer, it's nearly impossible. It's just makes her so angry and she can't figure out how to do it. And I hadn't been to PT in a while. Somebody else was taking her and I went and they had her in a walker and it 
she was very, very mad, like screaming mad. <laughs> but my child was holding on to a walker and was taking a step and a step forward. And it was so surreal because I will never forget the first time I saw her in a piece of equipment. It was devastating. I sobbed in front of people, which I don't typically do. And then only to on see, podcasts. only on, nobody can see me though. Um, to see her in a piece of equipment with no metal in front of her was like mm-hmm. mind blowing, which got me into thinking about hope. So that was our drop it like it's hot. That was like a huge win. And I am like, I don't know, maybe you'll be able to walk independently someday. Um, but if she can't, it's still magical. Like the fact that she was in that, she was in that piece of equipment and she was screaming and hating every minute, but she was Mm -hmm. moving her feet, Diane. I know. Like she was doing it. You know, I think what was the craziest was seeing her upright. She looked like maybe not quite a five-year-old, but she looked like a kid her age. Mm -hmm. And it's such a weird thing, you guys, because you, you, I mean, many people understand this that are listening because they have disabled children, but I treat her like she's a baby because that's just, I don't know. It's really hard they to are like, like big babies. They are. Like, and you I don't mean, really they're like five-year-old babies who still wear yeah. diapers, who you still have to do everything for. Yes. And it's hard to make that transition, I imagine, of you're a five-year-old to you're a 10-year-old with a disease yes. and like... At what point do you go, okay, you are a 10-year-old. Like, we are not treating you like a baby. Yeah. Like, even talking even if, to like, them. Physically, physically, maybe, yes, mm-hmm. because they still have the physical needs. But talking to her and, yeah. Yeah. But to see her in that. So, not the same at all. But you sent me some artwork of Lorelai and Jesus. And what humbled me the most out of the entire piece of art was that Lorelai was standing Mm -hmm. and like they, the, the drawing of Lorelai was just absolutely beautiful, but she's standing. And I mean, Jesus was there and that was great. But for me To see this picture of my daughter, because in my mind right now, she is able to do somersaults and cartwheels. And like, I can't even do a cartwheel on earth. And (laughs) she is able to spend the last six months, like as this disease progressed for her, she got less and less and less mobile. I mean, like she, three years ago, was rolling across the room. Mm -hmm. But the last six months of her life, she laid a lot. But in this picture, she was standing and it just like, it was the first time that I've ever seen anything of Lorelai standing and it was beautiful. And Mm -hmm. a white dress. It was so pretty. And a little white dress. I, I, by the way, took three different pictures of stages and I was like, okay, this is what we need. The hair, number one, the uh hair has to be on point. (laughs) And I told Uh this woman and I was like, this is like her at five. But this is her very healthy. So if we could try and mesh those two mm-hmm. together. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm glad you liked yeah. it. But yeah, it's just to see your child in something that you haven't seen or mm-hmm. in a position. It's just, I don't know. It's you, There are really no words for it. It's just beautiful. And, it's, and it goes back to that hope of like, and 
for the record, most drop it like it's hot will not be this long. <laughs> yeah, but, that's what we think. <laughs> yeah. But it goes back to that like hope. And it goes back to maybe she will walk. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe she will walk with a gait trainer. Yeah. Maybe, but maybe she won't. Mm-hmm. And and it's weird because I feel like I'm okay with that. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, where I struggle with like, well, and I think is that's where the hope, hope that no, it because hope has two definitions. Yeah. Hope, you can wish it, but you can also trust and you can believe that wherever mm-hmm. she is right now is exactly an okay place to be. Yeah. And that I you love that. have, yeah, like she's in a gate trainer, Diane. She's screaming. And fussing the entire time, she and Benji, personality-wise, like, she looked identical to Lorelai, but (laughs) personality-wise, Benji are siblings. Um, Because Benji, the second you start doing PT, he just starts screaming. Oh, they get Um, mad. Yeah, so angry. But they do it. Like, he's sitting there screaming, but he's on all fours. I'm like, son, get it together. Look at yourself. You are doing it. Look up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Did you okay, have, let's you go to yours next. I don't I did. really. This one. Go ahead. This one can be quick, mm-hmm. even though, because I don't have an answer for it. But last week, so we got a, we got a PCA. Shout out to Miss Barb. Boop, boop. Miss um, Barb and she's I are a, Instagram friends now. She's so good. She just went to Guatemala on a mission trip. She anyway. sent me okay, messages she, from there. She probably doesn't want me to tell this. Anyway. So she's been incredible to the point where, like, Sayla's like Benji, where I walk in the room, she's still like a five-year-old girl that's like, just gets under my skin. We're kind of butting heads. So sometimes it's easier when Barb's there, right? Because she's a lot better behaved for Miss Barb. And this week, something I just have to let go of is, or work through, um, like, when Sayla goes to school in the fall, we're going to have her come a couple nights a week, maybe okay. a couple times on the weekends. And I am really mulling over like, wait, am I now throwing Sayla on Barb and not being mom because it's easier? Like, this is still my journey. This is still, so where is, no, you actually need this for yourself. And this is good um, to get somebody in there so you can give your other kids like their time at their sports events or whatever. Um so I'm still, that's, that line is very um, blurred for me and it was really bugging me this week. So I need to not completely let it go, but I need to let go of the guilt you need and to drop it. I'm going like to drop it. And then I need to mull it over a little bit more <laughs> to figure out like where it is. Pick but, it up, but realize it's still hot and set it back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. So anyway, your turn. Um, I think that that's a good thing though. I think that you do have other children too. And I think that it gives you time. Um, I do, but it's like, she's going to be in school all day. So that's where I feel guilty. I know, but like, she loves Miss Barb. You love Miss Barb. And it gives you time to like, I mean, if she were a typical kid, you'd just lug her along to all the sporting activities. And she hates that. Right. And so I I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, My drop it like it's hot. I got a letter saying that Lorelai now has a new line of insurance. (laughs) Like when the state found out that she no longer had state Medicaid, 
they assigned her to an MCO. What is that? And mean? I then, um, so the way our state works is they are trying to like, get people away from straight Medicaid and they're trying to get them onto other providers that work through Mm -hmm. all of it too. Um, So when Lorelai lost her straight Medicaid because she's dead, they assigned her to a new company. So I then have to call the new insurance company and tell them, I really appreciate you sending me three packets of information about my daughter's new health insurance plan, but she doesn't need it. So um, that was a really interesting conversation that I need to drop like it's hot. And the other thing I need to drop like, like it's let hot, it we will not give any spoilers you? here. Yeah. Yeah. Like so it it's like, when, it's not I like, called, it's not a win. Well, no, I didn't take it as it a win, like but a, like, like you feel like you've let it bother you too much this week and I just got to let that ish go. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, people are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like Medicaid I didn't know if it was stupid. like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you going to, we called and told you she was dead. We sent you a death certificate. You're going to go ahead and assign her another health insurance plan. Like, come like, on. A mistake. This that is really more paperwork and more be. trauma that we have to face because you guys should do your jobs correctly. Yep. So we're going to drop it like it's hot because it doesn't matter. And it is not going to affect the rest of my journey. Amen, sister. The other thing, the win of my drop it like it's hot, not singing it because we can't legally afford that, um, is is that I watched all of Virgin River in your honor. Oh, girl. All three seasons? All three seasons. And there will be no spoilers, but I, when I first watched Virgin River, I thought, "Mm, I don't know about this show. And you're like, no, 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 try again. And then, it, of course, I try it again. And in the first couple episodes, they talk no, about her daughter dying. <laughs> when you like, texted me that, I was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I got past that. I cried a little bit. I like <laughs> <laughs> more than cried and um, got past uh, it. But I will say the thing I like about that show is that they literally like end each episode with a cliffhanger. You so like I feel like it? it makes me watch all of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking we need to start doing that in our Good podcast. Marketing. Like <laughs> we need to be like, and so the next thing I need to drop like a hot Diane is, and then just stop and <laughs> <laughs> make people watch next week. I'm telling you, a lot of people do like Virgin River. I love like obsessed with it. But I will say, keep your expectations low. <laughs> it's like one of those that like you can't stop watching, and it's, it's really like good. But you Hallmark maybe have- movie meets like Hallmark mystery. <laughs> it is good so, though. I don't know if it's a good or bad. Drop it like it's hot. But my drop it like it's hot one. is that I watched three seasons of Virgin River in like forty eight hours. I do like it a lot. So I was kind of irritated how the third season ended and how we have to wait a whole nother year every season ended that way yeah but i think when i started watching it there was two seasons out maybe yeah i just watched all three seasons in four 48 hours yeah no you have to wait a whole year guys drop it like it's hot (laughs) is really only going to be like a max of four minutes Two minutes Liar. for each person. <laughs> but we're going to pair that up with 4 a.m. so that you would get a little bit of like real mom life content mm-hmm. and not just hot dogs and mailboxes. 
Thank you for being here today on this mixed up bag of tricks. Next week, we will be back with a, um, a good episode. And then after that, we will continue with all regularly scheduled program. Also, can I please add, since we are talking about the future of this, this podcast in a very serious note here, I am extremely anxious about editing or listening to forget editing. I'm extremely anxious about the fact that the first seven or eight episodes that we have coming up in the next couple months were all recorded before Laurel I died. And it makes me really anxious. And I don't know, like I'd I'd love feedback from you or listeners as to like all of these stories are still gonna be shared. They are all mm-hmm. beautiful stories. But do I need to like say something like this was before Laurel I died? Like I mean like I just I I just hope that the conversations are okay. Like in hindsight now that we know how everything played out, like, I don't know. I'm super anxious about that. So. I think this is real life. Like this is life, right? You can't, mm-hmm. I know your type A brain wants like order and everything to flow and make sense, but this is life and it's messy. I also, yes, I, I know the type A and I want it to make sense, but I also just for my own sake, yes. hope it doesn't trigger anything. Totally understand, which is why... Don't be alarmed if the editing isn't as you're used there to getting. There are more ums in. <laughs> because I have told her, and I think you guys would agree, throw it out there. And I know the people that are telling their stories, right? Like we're not here for perfection. We're here for authenticity. And so if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And we are here to support you. I don't think anybody in this <laughs> When Autumn Comes Society is going to be like, girlfriend, get your ish together because those episodes need to be edited like it's hot (laughs) (laughs) so anyway okay Okay. i love you we're out of here this episode was a lot longer than i thought it was gonna be i know but it was good i missed you okay well we'll chat with you guys later bye bye We know you have so many choices on how to spend your time. Thank you so much for choosing to spend it with us. We would be honored to hear your unique, complicated, and hope-filled stories. We would love for you to connect with us and share your story on our website, www.whenautumncomes.com, and you can find us on social media at When Autumn Comes Podcast. Also, check us out at 4AM Mob Club, where we will be sharing our middle-of-the-night shenanigans, Etsy finds, Netflix faves, and other things to get us through. We would love for you to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. You'll continue to hear unique stories, feel a whole lot of comfort and connection, and hopefully share in a few laughs. We are new to the podcasting world, so this show is produced by yours truly. With hope and a whole lot of excitement, Diane and Susan. See you next time.